Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey, it's Mark Kay, and thanks so much for downloading the Mark Kay Show podcast. Did you know we have a second daily podcast called Mark Kay Saves the Republic? It, too, is available on Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you can download podcasts on the Internet. Do it now. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark Kay for three hours a day. Love it! This is the Marquee Show. I have an odd feeling that Nikki Haley's going to be a sore loser and won't have anything good to say about Donald Trump. The American people are speaking. Never Nikki. Ah, there it is. Nikki Haley accountant. What is she accounting? How much money she's going to make from Ukraine? Sorry, that one just... That last... That last one just made Nikki Haley's. It's time for an accountant. I think it's time we put an accountant in the White House. And I'm going to be accounting all the money I get from Ukraine and Boeing and Lockheed Martin and all of these other military industrial complex mega donors. What's up? This is Mark Kay. Uh, the, uh, this is Mark Kay on the Mark Kay Show. And you're tuned in. We appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for joining us. 855-940-MARK is our number. couple things we should point out. Nikki Haley is a sore loser. In fact, uh, this morning in the Mark Kay Saves the Republic podcast, which is our pre-show podcast, which if you haven't yet subscribed to, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's an amazing, it's an amazing daily experience that preps you and gets you ready for the longer form program. It gives you the headlines of the day, the real, the real nitty gritty of what you need to know to work toward saving the Republic. And yeah, it makes a little compact 20 minute podcast. So wherever you uh, get your podcast, wherever you get the Mark K show podcast, make sure you're also tuned into Mark K saves the Republic. But we talked a lot about how Nikki Haley is acting a lot like Hillary Clinton where she seems to be denying the fact that she keeps losing these elections. In fact, Donald Trump pointed it out yesterday in his victory speech because New Hampshire, right, have no, have, there's no question about it. It was a decisive victory the second in two weeks for Donald Trump and the Donald Trump campaign. I, I, you know, I said it, I joke about it, but it's true. I went to the bathroom and I missed the results. And with the polls closed, I said, "All right, let me go. Let me go. You know, number one. Too. Wasn't even. I wasn't even there that long. Let me go to the bathroom. Come back. I came back. There was a big check mark next to Donald Trump's name. They'd already called the election in his favor, and he was victorious. You can't blink anymore because Donald Trump keeps winning when you do. And Nikki Haley didn't seem to understand that. She uh, she gave a speech like she was winning, and Donald Trump uh, pointed that out. You know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up, and I said, "Wow, she's doing." Uh like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know, last last week we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around. I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. Yeah, yeah she does. She pretends she's walking around every time she loses. In fact, Cat Turd tweeted out something along the lines of every time she loses, she gives a victory speech. And who who this is definitely some kind of, you know, she tells she tells us Donald Trump has senior moments and Donald Trump is demented and and uh, Joe Biden has issues. But look, Nikki Haley can't even understand how this whole thing works. She thinks she won the election and she thinks that Donald Trump is losing. 
that's the real quizzical thing about this. I don't know if it's her. I don't, she gave a speech where, listen, I'm going to play you some clips of her speech last night. Now, I want you to remember, this is not a victory speech. This is the person who lost in double digits in the only state where she was actually projected to possibly have a chance. Every other state you're projected to lose handedly. Here in New Hampshire, she was projected to maybe have a snowball's chance in Hades of eking out a victory or a close loss. Neither of those things happened. She's down double digits. But Nikki Haley gave this speech to her supporters believing that they are still in this to win this. The worst kept secret in politics is how badly the Democrats want to run against Donald Trump. Okay, by the way, you hear those two paid operatives in the <laughs> you hear those two you can hear those two paid operatives at the very end yelled Trump's a loser, he's a loser. And clearly those are people that were planted by the Nikki Haley campaign because if you go to a Nikki Haley event, A, there's not that many people there. B, there's not nearly that much enthusiasm, and C, there's nobody that sounds like that just doesn't even sound like it's authentic. Yeah. Trump's a it's a really bad acting job uh, by uh, Nikki Haley's campaign interns. But she's given this speech like she's still in this. She refuses to concede. And that is my point. That is how she's like Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, as I pointed out in the podcast, is the kind was the kind of person in 2016 who just couldn't believe that Donald Trump had beat her. Just couldn't believe that someone like Donald Trump had won, that she wasn't going to be president and that Donald Trump was. And Nikki Haley is very reminiscent of that. When you look at Nikki Haley, when you hear how she speaks, when you see her mannerisms, when you hear uh, read her campaign uh, announcements and the and the press releases they send out after these losses, you see she's in complete and total denial. We should start calling her Cleopatra, Queen of Denial, because that's exactly what she's doing. Hillary Clinton refused to concede the election in 2016 to Donald Trump. She went to her room. She emptied out the mini bar. She took some. Uh, she took some Valium. She screamed. She yelled. She threw stuff. She probably ate a gallon of ice cream. She curled up into a ball and cried. This is all, by the way, conjecture. I wasn't there. I've never been invited into Hillary Clinton's hotel room uh, post post election. And if I were, I probably wouldn't go. But um. But anyway, that's what she did. And then finally, after like ninety six hours, she crawled up and showered and put on a pant a clean pants suit. And uh, called up Donald Trump and conceded the election and gave a speech. And Nikki Haley, she's not even there. She's in the, she's at like stage three of denial uh, before she gets to the point where she's going to just accept the fact that she's been defeated. And she's using every top opportunity she can to continue to hammer away at Donald Trump, who has basically rent, run away with the primary. They know Trump is the only Republican in the country who Joe Biden can defeat. And this is an interesting statement. Jo Donald Trump is the only Republican in the country who Joe Biden can defeat. Now, there's a lot of Republicans in this country. There are a lot of them Republicans. I imagine there's a Chris Christie. I think probably Joe Biden could defeat him. Uh, Ron DeSantis, that guy probably would have been defeated. Asa Hutchinson, Doug Burgum. You name it. You can go down the list. There's a whole, even Tim Scott, our good buddy, probably wouldn't have won, um, you know, going against Donald and going against uh, uh, Joe Biden. But Nikki Haley claims she's the only one. She's the only person who can beat Joe Biden, which is quizzical because she can't even beat Donald Trump. And if she can't beat Donald Trump, she's not even in a position to beat Joe Biden. But if you look at the polls 
And I know what we think about polls, but if you look at the polls, I'm going to go back to, you know what? I'm going to pick the most biased organization I can find. I'm not going to go to Fox News. I'm not going to go to Newsmax. I'm not going to go to the New York Post or the Washington Examiner. I'm going to go to CNN once again. And I'm going to refer you to CNN's election 2024 tracker, the road to 270. And CNN's road to 270 already shows Donald Trump with a decisive victory. The inaugural road to 270 shows Trump in a position to win the White House. Their electoral map has declared Donald Trump has, by their projections, 272 electoral votes. And if you know anything about the Electoral College, it only takes 270. They have Michigan going to Donald Trump. They have Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Arizona in toss-ups. They have Nevada going to Donald Trump. They have Georgia going back to Donald Trump. And Joe Biden continues to lose uh, credibility and ground and standing on the map. Yet Nikki Haley believes she's the only person that can beat him. Most Americans do not want a rematch between Biden and Trump. The first party to retire its 80-year-old candidate is going to be the party that wins this election. The first party, man, when did she become such an ageist? That's amazing. When did she become such an, all of a sudden, Nikki Haley is all about the old people can't run, old people can't do this, yada, yada, yada. The first party to, to retire their old candidate is going to be the winner of the election in 2024. And I'm going to be honest with you, I just don't, I just don't see that as, I just don't see Nikki Haley having a chance, even if. Joe Biden were pushed aside. Even if Donald Trump, for whatever reason, decided not to run, Nikki Haley's not your man. She's not your woman either. In the next two months, millions of voters in over 20 states will have their say. Yes. We should honor them and allow them to vote. And guess what? In the next two months, Joe Biden isn't gonna get any younger or any better. <laughs> We'll have all the time we need to defeat Joe Biden. Yeah, so, whoa, yay. so Nikki Haley is going to stay in this. Nikki Haley is going to stay in this thing through Super Tuesday. That's what she's basically saying. In the next two months, which it's a little less than that, you got Super Tuesday, what, March the 5th? She's going to stay in past South Carolina. She's going to stay in through Super Tuesday, and she's going to do her best to make an even bigger fool out of herself. I, the, the problem is, the problem is that New Hampshire was the only, it was her best chance at defeating Donald Trump. It's all downhill from here. In Nevada, there's a caucus. She's not even going to be caucused in Nevada. Donald Trump gets those votes. And incidentally, the Nevada votes are winner take all. In South Carolina, her home state, she has zero support from Senator Tim Scott, zero support from Senator Lindsey Graham, zero support from Governor McMaster, zero support from 13 other elected officials on the federal level in South Carolina. And oh yes, Donald Trump is beating her by double digits. Uh, yet here she is. Oh, and it's a winner-take-all state. Donald Trump is going to keep racking up the delegates set on Super Tuesday, winner-take-all for all of those states. And Nikki Haley is not projected to win a single one of them. She's got a bigger problem, though. She got a bigger problem, though. She can't get Democrats to vote for her in a lot of these other primaries, which is exactly how she won. It's exactly how she won last night. We talked about this before. Nikki Haley, in order to win the Republican primary, is taking Democrat cash by the millions and enlisting Democrat voters to switch parties and vote for her. And she claims you can't do that in New Hampshire. She claims you can't you can't be a Democrat and vote 
for her? That's exactly what's happening. Listen to listen to the CNN report. Here, take a look at the numbers among Trump voters. Seventy percent of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump, his support, 27 percent of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. Three uh, percent were unregistered before today. OK, so Donald Trump of, of his voters, 70 percent were registered Republicans. 27% were undecided. So he got 27% of independents. He got 70% of registered Republicans. Now listen to this. Look at how that compares with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Among Haley voters, 70% are registered undeclared. Only 27% are registered Republicans. Whoa, look at that. 27% of registered Republicans voted for Nikki Haley. The rest were undeclared. That means those are people who who weren't affiliated with a party or back in October dropped their party affiliation so they could walk in and vote for Nikki Haley. And Nikki Haley claimed, oh, Democrats can't vote for me in New Hampshire. Donald Trump doesn't know what he's talking about. It's not like that. They would have had to drop their uh, uh, um, political affiliation by in October, which and of course they could have done that. And then they walk in and they vote for Nikki Haley. And what we see is that 70% of her voters were just that, unaffiliated voters. And only 27% came from the Republican primary, which means if just Republicans voted, if it was a closed primary situation, Donald Trump would have walloped her. He would have gotten 70% of the vote to her 27% of the vote. And, and yet she has the nerve to say it ain't over yet. It's pretty much over unless she can get some more Democrats to vote for 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. CNN actually, man, I, I know I've been mentioning CNN a lot today, but I don't know what their problem is. They have definitely become one of my, my go-to news organizations because of the reporting that they're doing. They actually went out and they found a Nikki Haley voter and they got to, uh, this guy to admit that he was a Joe Biden plant. We'll play that here in just a minute. Also, Fox News' Kaylee McEnany uh, inspired the ire of Donald Trump because of something she said about Joe Biden, which I'm going to be honest with you, love me some Kaylee McEnany, but she may be a little misguided on this, and I don't think that she's accurately assessing the data. Plus, there was a Charles Payne went off on Joe Biden, went off on Joe Biden supporters, and went off on the division in this country. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a minute, too. Plus, it is... Whatever you want Wednesday, which means I'll chit-chat for a little bit more about all the stuff that I want to talk about. But for the majority of Estadia, that's Spanish for today, uh, you're, we're going to be chit-chatting about what you want to talk about. Whether you leave us an open mic message, whether you call up live on our 800 number, 855-940-MARK. Uh, you can get in in just a minute and we'll answer your questions. We'll take your comments. We'll hear your stories. We'll let you talk about whatever it is that's on your mind today. Because today is whatever you want Wednesday and it kicks off right after this. Nikki Haley's such a fool. She has the audacity to say America needs an accountant while she's spending millions and millions of dollars on a campaign she's going to lose. That is exactly what she said. I think it's time we put an accountant in the White House. Seventy percent of Americans don't. Oh, wait, that was my accountant song. An accountant. As an accountant. Nobody asks you questions when you say you're an accountant. Yeah, 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Real quick, before we get back to CNN, ladies and gentlemen, I want to talk to, talk to uh, Susie in Middleburg. Hello, Susie. How are you? 
I'm good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing very well, Susie. Thanks so much for calling in today. What's on your mind? What do you want to say this whatever you want Wednesday, Susie? Well, since I, well, I guess I could call in tomorrow and say hey to Hannah. I figured I'd say hey to Hannah day early. No, hey, say you want to talk to Hannah and say hey to her, even though you know she's not here for another 24 hours. Exactly. Okay, all right. Well, let me. <laughs> hold on. Let me. Let me oh, I'm going to leave her a note. Okay, ready right here to uh, Hannah. Okay. Uh, Susie says, what was it? Hey, Hannah? Hey, H E Y. Yeah. Hannah. Hey. H A N N A H. No, that part I got. All right, perfect. All right. And then that's, uh, let's see, we'll put the time 12 oh, 20, 26 p.m. Eastern. On Wednesday. All right, great. I'll leave that on her desk for her. Exclamation point. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. I write everything. With <laughs> I don't write sentences without exclamation points, Susie. You know that. I'm the king. Oh. I'm the king of exclamation points. What else did you want to say today, Susie? Anything else on your mind? Well, um, I think we scored a big one last night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So guess what day it is? What day is it? It's Trump Day! <laughs> I love the build-up. Well, that was a good build-up today. That really got me. I was really excited for that. There was a lot of suspense built into that one. 855-940-MARK uh, is our number. 855-940-6275. That's right. It's Trump Day all day long today, and it's whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about it, man, all oh, the, the lines are already exploding. Exploding. We got we got stuff, people talking about the election, people talking about Nikki Haley, people talking about Trump's running mate, people talking about all kinds of things. That's what today's all about. 855-940-MARK is our number. We'll play that CNN clip, how they, they found a Democrat voting for Nikki Haley, and more of your phone calls are right after this. Don't go anywhere. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. You know, we have to do what's good for our party. And she was up and I said, wow, she's doing uh, like a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. And, you know... Last last week, we had a little bit of a problem. And if you remember, Ron was very upset because she ran up and she pretended she won Iowa. And I looked around. I said, didn't she come in third? Yeah, she came in third. Yeah, and Ron DeSantis, look, and you know, then he dropped out of the race. Ron DeSantis came in second in Iowa, looked forward, saw there was no way forward. So he dropped out of the race. He went back to work and he endorsed Donald Trump. Nikki Haley came in third in Iowa, came in second in New Hampshire, looked forward, saw that there was no way for her to pull ahead and decided to stay in the race. And there's a couple reasons for that. One of them is because she has nothing better to do. She has no job. She got nothing, nothing. She has no governorship to go back to. She's not a senator like Tim Scott was. She's not a business person like Vivek Ramaswamy. She's not a she's not a Trump-hating talking head for CNN and ABC like Chris Christie is, not yet at least. Give her a couple of minutes. Um, so she's like, I got, not, I got nothing but time to kill and a lot of money, a lot of liberal money coming her way. Why would you give it up? If you're Nikki Haley and you've been laying low doing absolutely nothing for the past couple of years and now you've got your shot, your moment, you're on TV every day. People are throwing cameras in your face. They want to talk to you. You go to big, uh, okay, you go to 
you go to small to medium-sized rallies and people are chanting your name and they're listening to you talk and they're applauding you when you say something. They have signs with your names on them, your name on them. And you go around and, and all of, if you pull out of the race, if you withdraw, if you say, oh, there's no clear path forward, then A, all of that stops. All of the celebrity and the camaraderie and the excitement around you, all that ends immediately. The money stops flowing toward you and then you have to go back to your old life. And your old life is literally nothing. She's got nothing else going on. It's the first reason she's not quitting. The second reason she's not quitting is because Nikki Haley is, how shall I put this? I guess you would just say in it for Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley knows that the longer she stays in this race, the longer she bashes Trump, the bigger her price tag becomes for speaking engagements, for those aforementioned Trump bashing talking head gigs on the networks, and for the board seats that she's going to be raking up on all of these military industrial complex boards for all of the consulting fees, massive consulting fees she's going to get by all of the Washington special interest groups who are going to be fighting against Donald Trump, just like she is now. She is padding her resume, ladies and gentlemen, and she's screwing over the party and she's screwing over the country to do it. And if you don't believe me, just ask Byron Donald. This is like when you start off on those roller coasters, Sean, and you start really low. That's where she started, one, two percent. You crest all the way up, you think things are going well, and then you go over the edge and it's downhill from there. South Carolina is not going to go well for her. Nevada is not going to go well for her. Florida is not going to go well for her. It's time for the party to unite. This primary is over, but she wants to hang around, so we're going to have to beat her in a couple more states. We're going to have to beat her in a couple more states, including her own, and it's going to be easy to do because she's not going to have the Democrats supporting her. This CNN poll was very telling once again. Take a look at the numbers. Among Trump voters, 70% of them, according to our exit polls, are registered Republicans. Donald Trump, his support, 27% of his voters are registered undeclared or independents. 3% uh, were unregistered before today. Look at how that compares with Nikki Haley. It's a complete reversal. It's an alternate universe. Alternate Among universe. Haley voters, 70% are registered undeclared. Okay, but they're not necessarily registered undeclared. They're Democrats who dropped their party affiliation so they could register undeclared. And we know we always said that, and Nikki Haley was like, no, nah, that's stupid. You can't be a Democrat and vote in the New Hampshire primary. Pardon me while I close my email. You 1,000% can if you are a Trump-hating Democrat that planned six months in advance back in October to drop your party affiliation. So in January, you could walk into a polling place and say, I'm unaffiliated. I'd like to vote for Nikki Haley. And we know that because CNN found one and put them on television. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections, and it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. I'm a Democrat. Who did you vote for today? Nikki Haley. This is the guy Nikki Haley told us all didn't exist. This is the guy Nikki Haley said wasn't going to vote for because it was impossible. It's impossible for Democrats. The Democrats can't vote in the New Hampshire primary for Republicans. Independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oops, I probably... I probably wasn't supposed to say that. And this is the most telling part of the interview. Listen to this. So when you undeclared, you voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. I mean, come on. CNN gets it. CNN gets it. How does Nikki Haley not get it? This guy undeclared. He went in yesterday and he voted in New Hampshire for Nikki Haley. 
Nikki Haley uh, lost and CNN asked this guy, if it were Nikki Haley, who you just voted for or Joe Biden, who would you pick? And he goes, Joe Biden. It's a Democrat plant. They're all over the place. They were in Iowa in the one county that Nikki Haley won and they were in New Hampshire. Uh, she was still 10 points short. This isn't going to happen in any other states. And Byron Donalds is right. She's going to just plummet like a roller coaster. She's going to, she better throw her hands up in the air and scream for the camera because this is her final, this was her final thrill ride. After this, she gets pummeled in, in uh, Nevada. She gets pummeled in South Carolina. She's going to get destroyed on Super Tuesday if she makes it that long. And all she's doing is trying to make the rest of her life better and not the rest of the country's lives better. 855-940-MARK is our number. We'll get to Kaylee McEnany's take in just a minute. But first, let's go to uh, Sam in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Sam. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Happy whatever you want Wednesday. Sam? There? No? All right. Sorry, Sam. Uh, let's go to uh, Nate in St. Augustine, Florida. Hi, Nate. How are you? Hey, doing all right. How's everybody doing? Oh, there? doing great. Nate, what's on your mind, sir? What'd you want to say? Oh, uh, I like your... Uh... Your guest yesterday, D. Dockery. You yeah. know, there's some, there's a lot of things I agreed with uh, with her on. There's some things that you know I was there with you on maybe you know on like no taxes and all that. But you know, for the most part, yeah, I, I could see. I think I'm a little L. A little, a little libertarian. You know, we try to open up people's minds to other aspects uh, here. On the, we, we don't get a lot of guests on the show, but when we do, we like to, you know, we like to, uh, you know, vary it up a little bit and uh, entertain and inform and open your eyes and, and you know, have some lively debate. So I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you had a good time. And yeah, a lot of people aren't as familiar with the Libertarian Party and what they believe. And it's true. Every, nobody is just one thing. You're a, you're a mixture of a lot of different things. Uh, so I'm glad you found it yeah, interesting. Probably. Yeah. What else did you and, want to say? And and uh, well, there's, there's. Okay, I, I had to write down the three other things because I told I, I was I wanted to talk about Trump's running bait. Mm. And you know, I love the idea of you know Trump ran ticket, you know, like or Trump uh, Trump policy, like Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Like, yeah. I'd love to have Rand, Rand Paul in the in the White House. You know, even even you know if he served these four years and then turned around and served another eight years as maybe the president, like a Paul DeSantis ticket, maybe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, listen, the danger you run into, and when you're picking a running mate, this is always the danger. You don't want to, and nothing against whoever becomes the running mate, but you never want to pick the best person where they are. For example, Rand Paul, in my humble opinion, is probably top three when it comes to he may be the top one or two, actually, when it comes to Republican senators actually out there fighting for conservative causes. You know, now that I think about it, he's probably the top spot. There's no one out there who is more steadfastly conservative, steadfastly fighting for liberty, steadfastly fighting for your freedom, steadfastly fighting against the deep state. There is no bigger thorn in the side of the Washington establishment in the, in the Senate right now than Rand Paul. You've got a couple of others who are Mike Lee from Utah does a good job, too. He's just not, uh, you know, nearly as well known or as uh, as outspoken as Rand Paul is. But I think removing him from the Senate is detrimental because Rand Paul's are few and far between. And the great people of Kentucky, I don't know. I don't I mean, first of all, if he were plucked out of if he were plucked out of the Senate mid race, you've got a Democrat in the governor that was just reelected and he'd be the one uh, choosing his replacement. So I say leave Rand Paul where he is. Same thing is true of the House of Representatives. You've got to look at the conservative caucus, which is dwindling. 
Byron Donalds, who we just heard from there, was a name that was being bandied around, batted around for a vice president. Byron Donalds would be great. Byron Donalds, the people said they, maybe he would be Speaker of the House at one point. Byron Donalds is a huge conservative, great outspoken leader, strong, uh, you know, African-American voice, young guy, nice guy. We met him when he was here in town. Uh, you know, Wig Madison Cawthorn, you may remember, crashed our interview with him by yelling and screaming that, uh, that Byron Donalds was a rhino. Byron Donalds is a rhino. Look, this guy, it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And again, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't want to accuse somebody of having way too many whiskey sours, but I think maybe maybe one's had one too many whiskey sours. Uh, but he is a, a strong voice in the House of Representatives, and it would be a shame to lose him. Losing him would be a loss for the entire party. So you got to keep him where he is. Tim Scott's a good guy. He's a good senator. He comes from South Carolina. If he decides to run or if he's chosen to run as, as vice president, if he becomes vice president, he has to vacate his Senate seat. You know what? I think we could find another solid senator in the state of South Carolina to take his place. So I don't worry about that at all. But it's a great point. It's a great Hey, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. 855-940-MARK is our number. This is Terry in Sacramento, California. Hello, Terry. How are you? Hey, Mr. Mark, how you doing, sir? Oh, doing great, Terry. Thanks so much for calling. Thanks for asking. What's on your uh, mind? What do you want to say? Yes, sir. Uh, um, all I want to do is comment about the election last night. I think it was a whirlwind. I believe that it was a God-given uh, <clears throat> victory for President Trump. Yes, I live in, in California. Yes, we, we're in a liberal state. However, the thing is, is that there's a lot of conservatives and Republicans that do live here. Yeah. And even though, even though they're the majority, we are the minority. We're not the majority. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is that what happened last night, it was a whirlwind. It was hands down. Trump took it. He ran with it. And now he moves forward. And we are continuing, continuing to keep pushing him into victory. And this is what's exactly what's going to happen. And when Haley came back and I call her Nikki Picky because of the fact that she gave her little speech, this is not over yet. However, the thing is, it is over. It's, That's reality. It's the it's most not, over. Yeah, it's the most over thing ever. Not it has. It, I think it was. Uh, I heard not since 1976 has a Republican <laughs> won both Iowa and New Hampshire. That's right. It's been a long That's time. Right. The Iowa, New Hampshire, they very rarely go to the same person, and Donald Trump Correct. has done it. Also, we keep in mind you have a lot more contestants by this time. Never before. It's not. I won't say never before, but it's been a very long time since I remember there just being two candidates left during the second pri or the uh, first primary. Usually, you've got a bevy. You've got double digit candidates. It isn't until after New Hampshire that these can these campaigns start running out of money and running out of time and running out of hope, and they fold up their tents and they leave. But Donald, there's only two candidates left. That is unheard of. Everything about this screams victory, except for Nikki Haley. And that's why I started calling her Nikki Hillary, because she's acting like Hillary Clinton in 2016. She can't believe she's losing to Donald Trump, just like Hillary Clinton couldn't believe that she's losing to Donald Trump. She's trying to tell people that, that Donald Trump is, is the wrong person for the job, just like Hillary Clinton would tell people that uh, Donald Trump is the wrong person for the job. And she doesn't know when to admit defeat, just like Hillary Clinton didn't know how or when to admit defeat. So Nikki Hillary is going to continue on and she's going to try to, I don't know, drum up some votes or some support somewhere. 
Uh, I don't know where it's going to come from, though. 855-940-MARK is our number. There were some really interesting things going on on Fox News. One of them was with Kaylee McEnany. Kaylee McEnany, uh, who was the former press secretary for Donald Trump, got a job on Fox News as a pundit. She had some things to say about Joe Biden because, remember, the New Hampshire primary yesterday, and this is where... This is where it really gets weird. For This is where I'm not really sure how to feel about it. I feel about this because Joe Biden and the Democrats decided to opt out. They opted out of the New Hampshire. They said, we want the South Carolina primary to be the first primary. And New Hampshire said, to hell with that. We got a state law in the books that says we are the first primary. So Joe Biden didn't even file paperwork. Joe Biden said, I'm not going to recognize it. The DNC said no legitimate Democrat candidate should recognize New Hampshire. And lo and behold, people in New Hampshire, Democrats went in and they wrote in Joe Biden and Joe Biden got the most amount of votes. And guess what Joe Biden did? He claimed victory. The DNC claimed victory. The White House had been tweeting out all these victorious memes. He declared victory in a in a uh, in a uh, primary that his DNC wouldn't even sanction or recognize. They said it was illegitimate, and now he's saying, "Hey, I won." That's actually not what he said. He said this. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson: don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Did you hear that valuable lesson? Mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. Yeah. Listen, don't mess with the unless you want to unless you want to Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. I think what he said was don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. But it's Joe Biden so you never really you never really know what the hell he's talking about. Don't Mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. We'll get into the Kaylee McEnany stuff. We got a ton more people on the line. More whatever you want Wednesday. More open mic messages. More of the Mark K Show coming up right after this. Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Incidentally, we uh, reached out to Cat Turd. Again, we've been reaching out to him for a while, uh, trying to nail down an interview. And uh, especially after yesterday, uh, after his Tucker Carlson interview, I was like, well, look, now that he knows how to handle himself on a very popular show, <laughs> you know, we could get him at least 0.0007% of the views he got on Tucker Carlson. Uh, but somebody just wrote, oh, uh, Carla Clennon on our Rumble wrote, he said yesterday he had over 300 DMs. Which is why I waited a day to write. I didn't want to write him right away because that's what happens. You know, you got to wait a day uh, so we can clear through all of the hubbub and then um, get down to the nitty gritty. Anyways, we'll see. Like, because we said, we want to see all kinds of different viewpoints. We want to get all kinds of different people on the show, different personalities, bring you different points of view, uh, which are very, very. In fact, I, I thought about it more. And we used to have a steadfast rule that it was, you know, nobody. Nobody uh, who, who um, other than someone who had the last name Trump would ever be a guest on the show. But I'm going to be honest with you. We've really been lackadaisical on that rule. We kind of lifted it. And more and more, I'm starting to see that the entertainment value and the real information comes from the non, I guess you would say, uh, uh, mainstream guests for example like we have sure we had aaron bean on he's a he's a hoot we had a, you know a couple of other people on we have laura loomer on who i personally just entertains me like no other human um but you know that when you look at the uh when you look at the 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 average american when you look at the Susie from middleburg for example d dockery who came in 
uh, you know, folks that that are that are that are just you know good salt of the earth folks with great experience. They're the funniest people ever, and I kind of am leaning more towards. We got to get Bobby Gongs back on. Bobby Gongs was a fantastic guest, and also his name's Bobby Gongs, which is is one of my. Anyway, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that here in just a minute. Eight five five nine four zero Mark is our number. Speaking of which, because today's the day that all you salt of the earth patriots can call in and talk about whatever is it is you want to talk about. Also, we are going to go through Fox News because I, it's tough to tell whose side they're on. Sometimes, sometimes it seems like they're still against Donald Trump. Sometimes it seems like they're for Donald Trump. It seems like wow, maybe they thought Donald Trump couldn't win, and especially if they backed Ron DeSantis, but now it seems that Ron DeSantis is out, so Fox News has to back somebody, and they'll be damned if they back uh, Joe Biden, so they're back to backing Donald Trump. I don't know what's going on with them, but we'll chit-chat a little bit about that after this. Don't go anywhere, folks. More Mark K Show is coming up next. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Incidentally, we have some shocking and damaging and, and really just crazy leaked audio from Carrie Lake and... Uh, What's his name? Jeff DeWitt, Jason DeWitt, something. Uh, he's the GOP chairman in Arizona. Jeff DeWitt is his name. And he was trying to bribe uh, Carrie Lake to drop out of the Senate race in Arizona because the people back east uh, didn't want her to run. Well, it's it's crazy. I mean, the fact that we were able to get this on tape and that the Daily Mail was able to, to uh, leak it is just phenomenal. And this guy, I don't know if he's got a future in politics, but um, a lot of people calling for his resignation. We'll get to that in just a minute. Also, I promise we'll get to the Kaylee McEnany stuff, but we've had a lot of people waiting very patiently because it is whatever you want Wednesday. First up is Logan in Green Cove. Hi, Logan. How are you? What's happening? Hey, how you doing, Logan? What's on your mind, sir? What'd you want to say? Two things. Uh, number one, do you think that after, well, I think that after this pretty decisive wins in Iowa and New Hampshire, Trump just kind of coasts in South Carolina, even though Nikki Haley is trying to keep him in to spend more money that he may otherwise spend in a, a better place, like, like the general. Um, and I kind of want to get your thought on what I called about a couple of weeks ago is, do you think he now, after these two big wins, pivots away from the Republicans and says, okay, let me go after these left centrists and these independents? That's question one. Yeah. Point number two, point number two is going to be a little bit tougher to ask because it, because of the undertones of it. But do you think that the tunnels that they found in New York under that synagogue could lead to people attempting to validate their anti-Semitism or it invalidates Israel's efforts to defend themselves. And thanks. Yeah, no, that was a great question. I'll answer the first one. I'll answer the second one first. Yes. Anything that people can do in this day and age to, uh, to bolster or to, I guess you would say, um, explain away their anti-Semitism, they're going to do. Uh, as far as Trump's tactics, listen, uh, the the thing here with Nikki Haley, Nikki Haley is not doing this uh, for anyone else other than Nikki Haley. Donald Trump, I don't know that he spent all that much money attacking Nikki Haley because he had a lot of other people spending money. For example, Ron DeSantis was spending money attacking Nikki Haley. He had Chris Christie and Vivek Ramaswamy 
on the debate stages attacking Nikki Haley. And if you think about it, that may be one of the big reasons why she dropped out of the New Hampshire debate with CNN. She dropped out of the New Hampshire debate with ABC because she knew it was going to be an attack fest and she didn't need any more negative publicity. I don't know. You know, I'm not in New Hampshire. I'm not in Iowa. I know Donald Trump spends some money. I don't know how much he does. And rarely, I think, does Donald Trump himself spend the money tearing people down. He usually likes to spend the money just propping himself up. And he's not a, he's not a stupid man either. Donald Trump knows that he's won this thing. Donald Trump knows it's just a matter of time. Donald Trump knows he can just rally his way out of this. Donald Trump knows he can just he can just uh, post memes on the internet. In fact, there are people making him memes that he just reposts and he gets all kind of free publicity. When Dilly Meme Team made that uh, Paul Harvey video with Donald Trump being sent by God to save the United States of America, every single left-leaning news outlet out there was re was sharing it and retweeting it and reporting on it and giving it even more eyeballs than it had gotten on its own. Uh, and they helped spread the message that Donald Trump was sent by God to help save the United States of America and the world. So the advertising budget for Donald Trump doesn't need to be nearly as big as anyone else. If anyone else needs to worry about it, it's Nikki Haley. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know that he moves... Donald Trump's not the kind of guy that changes. He doesn't go into a situation and say, you know what, I'm going to change to get other people to vote for me. Uh, I'm going to just be me and force you to change to accept me for who I am because I'm right and you're wrong. In fact, that's a great lead-in, by the way, and we appreciate it. That's a great lead-in uh, for what happened with Kaylee McEnany because she took the opportunity yesterday to talk about Donald Trump and what he should do moving forward. If I'm Trump, I sit back and I exclusively focus on the general election. I take the posture of a presumptive nominee. I focus on number one, uniting the party, and number two, winning the independence, which Nikki Haley won 55 to 39%. That's what I would do. Nikki Haley, I mean, the closest margin is 30% in the states ahead. For all intents and purposes, he's the presumptive nominee. Yeah, for all, I mean, he is the presumptive. That's a, she had some facts backwards though. And I, you know what, I hate to argue with Kaylee McEnany because she's a very intelligent person. Uh, but the 55% to 39% of independents is wrong. They're 59%, 55% to 39% of Democrats. And we know that once again, because of CNN. So when you undeclared, you voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. Yeah, those independent voters, Donald Trump wouldn't have gotten anyway because those are the most liberal people. Those are people who premeditated back in October to drop their party affiliation so they could vote for Nikki Haley. Those are the Bernie bros, the far left-wing activists who will do anything to stop Donald Trump. Those aren't your regular run-of-the-mill average moderates in New Hampshire. Also, New Hampshire is a pretty blue state as it is. The last Republican to win New Hampshire was, I think, the first George Bush right after Ronald Reagan. So the fact that Donald Trump had such a great showing in New Hampshire with Republicans was great. Uh, if he loses New Hampshire in the general election, which, let's be honest, everybody believes he's gonna. It, there's not one single poll I've seen. If you go to 270 to win, if you go to CNN.com, none of these people are declaring a Donald Trump victory in New Hampshire. New Hampshire and its four, four big electoral votes will probably go to Joe Biden, as will Vermont, as will Massachusetts, as will Rhode Island, as will New Jersey, New York, and most of Maine, except for that one little electoral vote for that one Republican area in Maine because they split up their electoral votes like Nebraska does. So it's it's really it's really just a show of force for Donald Trump in the primary, but no, you know, it's water off of the duck's back. I think that's the saying uh, when it comes to the actual general election.
That's the last, Donald Trump may never go to New Hampshire again after this because he did what he had to do. And when he goes to campaign against uh, Joe Biden, he's going to Pennsylvania. He's going to Michigan. He's going to Wisconsin. He's going to live in Arizona. He's going to live in Georgia and he's going to be uh, headed to Nevada as well. I hear he might make a play for New York. I don't know about that. Virginia might get some Trump visits, but those are the places where this battle will be won and lost. So Nikki Haley can, she can continue to fight all she wants, but she's already lost. And it's a little sad and a little, well, actually it's a lot sad. Hey, thanks so much for the call. 855-940-MARK is our number. Something else Kaylee McEnany said was about Joe Biden. Listen to this. This was actually a fairly good night for Joe Biden. When you look at our voter analysis, only 10% said, I would not vote for Joe Biden if he's the nominee. He won a plurality of voters who said he was too old. He won a majority of voters who are upset about the Gaza war. So the divides in the Democrat Party, and this is a small sample size, but perhaps aren't as stark as one would think. All right. Now, again, I hate to disagree with Kayleigh McEnany because, you know, she cool, but I have to disagree with Kayleigh McEnany. 10 percent. Uh, only 10% of the people that voted for Biden said they wouldn't support him in the general election. Keep in mind, the people who voted for Biden in New Hampshire were so dead set on voting for Biden that they showed up at a primary that Joe Biden and the Democrat Party poo-pooed and said, I'm going to write in my candidate's name. You don't do that unless you are a diehard Biden supporter. The 10% of people who showed up, voted for Biden, and then said, I wouldn't vote for him in the general election if it were him or Donald Trump, are not the diehard Democrats that, uh, that you thought would show up. That's exactly what happened in New Hampshire. These are, these are operatives for the Democrat Party who went out of their way to write in a candidate who did not exist on the ballot. It's not the same as voting and beating registered candidates on the ballot in New Hampshire and gaining the support of your party. It is, it is getting every crazy lunatic left-wing liberal who lives to, to defeat Donald Trump, every Trump derangement syndrome voter out there to write in Joe Biden in a, uh, in a primary that your party already said they're not going to, they're not even going to recognize. Really, really interesting take. Uh, 855-940-MARK is our number. She also said this. But when you look at the Republican Party, seven in 10 Nikki Haley voters said, I would not vote for Trump. There was a Des Moines Register poll, 43% said, no, I wouldn't vote for Trump. But we already know that those Nikki Haley voters, 70% weren't Republican anyway. So if 43% if of non-Republicans say I wouldn't vote for Trump, is anybody shocked? I'm not. I don't know why Kayleigh McEnany is. Uh, something else that happened on Fox was they were discussing, they were discussing, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, oh, it was, uh, it was Dean Phillips. Dean Phillips is the guy from Minnesota. He's a representative. He's voting for, he's running for president against Joe Biden. He's the first one that came out and said, Joe Biden is old. Joe Biden's washed up. Joe Biden is over party. And he went out and, uh, he not only campaigned in Iowa, not only campaigned in New Hampshire, but he also went to a Donald Trump rally. Listen to what he said. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. Every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly. All of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now. His party's the Democrat Party. He's saying, I went to a Trump rally. That's a Democrat. Democrat representative in the House of Representatives. I went to a Trump rally, and what did I see? 
kind, genuine, good-hearted people, well-mannered people, people who were happy to talk, people who were just frustrated because no one is listening to them except for Donald Trump. And my party paints them out to be vicious and intolerant and white supremacist and racist. My party, he says, is delusional. My party is completely delusional right I apologize. Now. My party's completely delusional. And that's the first thing I've ever agreed with a Democrat saying. My party is completely delusional right now. And they asked Charles Payne on Fox News to comment on Dean Phillips saying the Democrats believe that MAGA voters are this and MAGA voters are that. And, and even Joe Biden, the president himself, is painting them as this whole subsection of a of a of a of a an extremist philosophy. You know, what do you think about Charles Payne wasn't having it? Biden's anger and vitriol and hatred for MAGA is far more worse than President Trump's individual battles with someone who crosses him. That is something that is really detrimental to this country, that the president of the United States despises half of the United States. President Biden, I, I said earlier today, I just for about a week ago, I had a segment coming up, so I, I Googled Biden hates MAGA. Nothing but articles after articles after articles. He has expressed hatred for Who's half of the country. Who's writing those articles? It doesn't matter. And it's not. Him. Because because the bottom line is he says it. He has vitriol for them. And so does MSNBC, and so does CNN, and so does the New York Times. They have vitriol for half of the nation. They don't look at them like fellow Americans, and it's unfortunate. They try to paint them as racist. That all the things that they do to their fellow Americans who simply want a safe home, a safe community, for their children to have prosperity, they want the same thing, but they demean them all the time. That's why I think Phillips was so intriguing, because he went to a rally to find out for himself, and guess what? Golly, these are some pretty cool people. That's They're just like that's us. That's exactly what Jamie, Jamie Dimon said, said this week Davos. as well. Yeah, that's exactly what Jamie Dimon said from, uh, from uh, you know, the uh, stockbroker from Davos, Switzerland, that the people that vote for Donald Trump are good, solid people. And they just want a leader who's going to listen to them and do what they want. Secure the border, fix the economy, cut their taxes, build their military, keep them safe from China and Ukraine, keep their money here at home all they want. It's a simple list of demands. And Joe Biden, not only, not only does Joe Biden, here's what Joe Biden does. Joe Biden goes, oh, people want strong economy. They want a border. They want, they want a military. Ukraine. Oh, people, not only, not only do these people know, not know what they want, but they're all white supremacists, mag extremists, racists. That's Joe Biden's platform. And then people wonder why Donald Trump is uh, beating him handedly in each and every poll across the country. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Quick break, folks. When we get back, we got more of your phone calls. Also, we will play you that damaging leaked audio with Carrie Lake and Jeff DeWitt from the GOP. Very scary stuff going on in the back rooms of Congress and the Senate. Uh, we'll share that. But don't go anywhere, folks. Stay right where you are. More Mark K Show coming up right after this. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-940-MARK is our number. It is whatever you want Wednesday. And on Getter, there is a, apparently there's a heated discussion about whether or not handedly is, a, I, every time I use the word handedly, apparently people on Getter cringe because they believe it's handily, which both are words. And I wholeheartedly, which also is heartedly, is also a word, uh, believe that they're, that they're, they they can be used, you know, um, in either, in either, in uh, any situation, but apparently handily seems to be the preferred, uh, I guess, what would it be? Adverb? Yeah, 
It'd be the preferred adverb for people on Getter, which means now that I know that whenever I use the word handedly, it annoys people, I'm just going to do it more and more often because that's what I do. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. This is Lisa in St. Augustine. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Happy whatever you want Wednesday, Lisa. What would you want to say today? Oh, man, I'm fantastic, Mark, sitting on the beach soaking up the rays. Oh, you said soaking up the rays. I thought you said smoking up something at first, but you said soaking up the rays. That's good. That's good. What's uh, what's going on? What do you want to say today, Lisa? Okay, what I wanted to say was you, you kind of told, said what you think is going on with Nikki Haley, but I was thinking, like, um, if Case they're stoking her ego so much that she's staying in, thinking that uh, something's going to happen to Trump, God forbid, and um, but what she's doing is she's so nasty and she's so nasty to all of his supporters that if God forbid anything would happen with the courts or, or, or anything else and she would happen to get the nomination for some reason, she will get nobody's vote, man. Everybody is going to hate her. And I mean, she's not going to, you know, the only way she's going to get in in any way is if something happens with Trump. He can't run or something. But, yeah, I mean, I don't understand these people how stupid they are that they wouldn't want to kind of keep it good with the um, with all the Trump supporters and everything. Yeah, so. you know, and that is a that is an interesting argument. I don't know exactly what happens in that situation if, for whatever reason, Donald Trump scores a bunch of delegates and then he can't win. Nikki Haley is the only other person with delegates, right? Well, I mean, Ron DeSantis has a couple. But, uh, it, yeah, it's true. Maybe maybe it's good for a third person to stay in the race just to rack up some delegates. I have no idea what happens in that situation. Hopefully, we'll never need to know what happens if Donald Trump is not in the race in November. Uh, but it's a, it's a great point. She's not, making, she's not making any friends out of the MAGA extremists at all. And she could, uh, you know, she could, every time she gets up there and she bashes Donald Trump, every time she gets up there and she says he's too old and she compares him to Joe Biden, you know, she wants a political future. And, and this MAGA base of supporters isn't going anywhere. So what she may be doing, Lisa, I 100% agree with you, is, is when she gets up there and she bashes Donald Trump and the people that support him, she is single-handedly destroying her own political future. 855-940-MARK is our number. More phone calls on the... Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Where entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thank you so much for joining us, folks. We are so excited that you decided to join us. And I'll have to tell you something really exciting. It's whatever you want Wednesday, which means whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about. I do want to play the Carrie Lake stuff because it is damaging and damning and scary and all that stuff. But I do want to get back to the phones because it is whatever you want Wednesday. And Jimmy is in Jacksonville. He's been waiting very patiently. Hello, Jimmy. How are you? How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. Oh, good. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say today, Jimmy? I got a, a little wrinkle to the whole Wade Willis situation going on with it. I haven't you mean, been you mean hearing Fanny, a whole lot about. You mean Fannie Willis, the DA in Fulton County, Georgia, and her love interest, uh, Nathan Wade? Exactly. Yes, right. sir. Yeah, what's the, what is it you've been thinking about? What I haven't been hearing a whole lot about is that Wade's um, specialty is, I believe, if I'm not, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is personal injury. Mm -hmm. Correct? I believe that's according, correct, yeah. According to the Georgia um, State Bar, had he been a defense attorney, he would not be qualified 
or allowed to defend a a, a defendant with his qualification. Well, he's, so prosec- why he's prosecuting. He he's prosecuting. Exactly. So if he's not qualified to defend someone, yeah. what makes him qualified to prosecute? Well, he's because he's sleeping with Fannie Willis and buying her expensive vacations. That he's not- Exactly. And she also was never authorized to appoint a special prosecutor in this case. Yeah, we, we've covered all of that's exactly 100 percent of what you just said is true. And that's why this is a big hairy deal that the Georgia Senate is now uh, probing Fannie Willis, which I guess Nathan Wade has already done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're 100 percent. This guy is a negotiator. He's a he's a, a per, I think it's I want to say it's personal injury. I think that's right. I'm not 100 percent sure, but he's a negotiator. What he does is he goes to the insurance companies and says, we're going to sue your pants off unless you give us a check for a million dollars. And the insurance company goes, we'll give you seven hundred fifty thousand. And he goes, fine. Uh, I assume that's how it works. But she but he's sleeping with Fannie Willis and they saw an opportunity to make some money off of the taxpayers of Fulton County. They saw an opportunity for him to get his name, uh, you know, it, it just you know, right there in line parallel with Joe Biden in the White House. Free trips to Washington, D.C., meeting with high powered officials, having your name forever linked to Donald Trump and qualifications be damned. What do they care? Fannie Willis probably isn't even qualified to be district attorney. And we all know Joe Biden isn't qualified to be president. So what did qualifications ever have to do with Democrats appointing each other to positions of power? Jack Smith wasn't qualified for the power he got. His appointment may be unconstitutional. But did Merrick Garland stop and think about that? No, because the only qualification that Jack Smith needed to become the special prosecutor in charge of Donald Trump's prosecution in the January 6th situation was that he hates Donald Trump. That's all all of them need to do and say to get their position. Do you uh, do you have any experience? I don't have a lot of experience. What have you been doing? Well, not that. Did you go to school? I kind of went to school. I may or may not have graduated. Did you pass the bar? Barely. Do you like Donald Trump? No. Flip and hate that guy. <laughs> Congratulations. You got the job. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Juan is in Arlington. Hello, Juan. How are you? How are you, Mark, man? Thank you. I love the show, man. Um, Rochelin Boys, very proud of you, man. Well, You're doing I'll, a great job. Juan, I, that's a very nice thing for you to say, and I do appreciate that very much. Thank you so much. What is on your mind today, Juan? What is it uh, you want to say this, um, whatever you want Wednesday? Last night, um, I barely watched Fox News, but last night when they declared Trump the winner, mm-hmm. it was very weird during the Jesse Waters show. He was trying to cut off from Haley's speech. And they kept her, her speech going. They were all just weird trying to find words to justify her deficit of the loss. I don't know. Just, they all seem like uneasy. I don't know. I wanted to take your take on that on the Jesse Waters show. Uh, you're saying Jesse Waters, what, he was uneasy with? Say that one more yeah, time. Yeah, like he was uncomfortable. He, was, uh, he wanted to talk more about Trump, and they cut off the poor Haley speech. And oh, yeah. I don't know. He just, he just seemed bothered. Even but like they didn't. Like they, he wanted to say more. It just seemed bothered. And Fox News was trying to, I don't know, justify a loss to Haley. Like he didn't lose by that many points. It's yeah. just yeah, you know, it's, it's weird. It is one. It's very listen. It is weird and it isn't weird. Fox News is going through. They're going through it. They're going through something. They have fired Tucker Carlson. They have gotten rid of a lot of their other 
Uh, they've gotten rid of a lot of their other, um, you know, conservative reporters. Tucker Carlson's whole staff went. I'm pretty sure they all got a talking to. We all know Dan Bongino was let go. Uh, they also got rid of a bunch of liberals, too, like, for example, uh, Geraldo Rivera and all these other folks. So what you've got now is you've got them trying to figure out which way they're going. But in the meantime, they've got some folks there who they want to keep, they believe can draw an unbiased audience or can get the ratings. Uh, however, they still lean one way or the other. Jesse Waters is a prime example. Jesse Waters, I believe, is a conservative. I believe Jesse Waters is a Donald Trump supporter, and I believe that Jesse Waters has a tough time hiding that fact. I also don't believe he should. Uh, Greg Gutfeld is another one. Greg Gutfeld is the only one who has spoken publicly on Fox News, as far as I know. He's the only one who has spoken on Fox News uh, about Tucker Carlson being let go. In a negative way, he's joked about it in a way that shows he feels that the decision was wrong. But Greg Gutfeld, uh, Gutfeld pulls some ratings, not just for his show, but for the five. So they're trying to figure it out. And I think what they're trying to do is give their hosts or find hosts who are mainstream and not combative or not necessarily, you know, too biased one way or the other. Uh, but... It, in doing so, kind of have to play both sides of the field. A lot of people have accused Laura Ingram of being that way. Uh, Brian Kilmeade, <laughs> you know, our good friend Brian Kilmeade, a lot of people thought was totally in the bag for DeSantis. And now that DeSantis is not going to be the nominee, people are going to wonder what happens what happens to him? So, you know, it's going to be a lot of, it's a lot of that. They've got Paul Ryan in charge of the network. They've got new bosses. They've got $750 million they had to shell out because of that lawsuit. And so I think that they're, they're still trying to figure out a way to be middle of the road. And in doing so, you know, if you try to be everything to everyone, you end up being nothing to nobody. Wait, or something like that. I'll figure that way out. I'll rewrite that one in, uh, I'll rewrite that one during the next commercial break. But a great point and a great question. Thank you so much, Juan, for calling in. We really, we really do appreciate it. 855-940-MARK is our number. Kathy is in North Carolina. Hello, Kathy. How are you? Uh, that's a loaded question these days. Oh, I apologize. I didn't mean to. Kathy, what's <laughs> up? Is that better? Yeah. Um, has anybody heard of the gentleman named Sandoval? Um, Motoval Sandoval, he is a border crosser, and he, somebody needs to put his interview with the press on New York Times Square on every Democratic city, and Trump will win by a landslide. Are you talking about Tom, are you talking about Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules? No, his name is Mova, Mova Duck. Let me spell it for you. I mean, I can't even. He's a terrorist. He's a terrorist. Savon, M-O-V. Oh, M-O-V. Yeah. S-U-M. Yeah. Sam Deval, S-A-M-A-D-O-V. He has just been released from prison for a horrific amount of terrorist acts. Uh, yeah, I, this is the guy that crossed the border and said, you're soon going to know who I am. That's who they need to put on. Yeah, no, I remember this was, uh, that's exactly right. This was a guy, and this 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 video went viral. Where is he? His name is, yeah, uh, Movsum Samadov. He's on the terror list, 
And there was video of him. They're about to find out where country you're from. Are you going to take where I'm from uh, by boat? No. So I will not take where I'm from. So these are, are the people that these are, are the people that no, these are the people no. that are breaking Why, into your country, you folks. Ask, yeah. yeah. And he said uh, something along the lines of, "Pretty soon you'll all know." who I am and he's on the terror watch list and uh, somebody caught video of him at the border. Yeah. Look, I mean, all we know, Kathy, that there are terrorists coming through the border. We know that there are drugs coming through the border. We know that there are people that just wish harm on the United States of America coming across the border. We know that there are cartels coming across the border. In fact, in fact, that's exactly what, that's one of the things that happened with this Arizona GOP chair, Jeff DeWitt and Carrie Lake. Listen, this is, this is, and thanks so much for the call, Kathy. We always appreciate it. This is exclusive audio that was leaked between Carrie Lake and Jeff DeWitt, the GOP chair in Arizona. This is him trying to bribe her to drop out of the race for Senate. Is there a number at which? I can be bought. <laughs> That's what it's about. You can take a pause for a couple of years. No. Let me go right back to what you're doing. Okay, so what he asked her was, is there a number? And she said, for which I can be bought? And he said, no, just to take a pause for a couple of years. They want her not to run for Senate. They don't want her to be the senator from Arizona. They don't want any MAGA-loving, freedom-defending, patriotic, Trump-supporting woman from Arizona to be anywhere near the U.S. Senate. And she, if she runs, they know is going to be the frontrunner because she's already leading Ruben Gallego, who's her who's her opponent. And it's going to be a three-way race because Kristen Sinema, who's an independent, is not going to give up her seat, which means you'll have a Democrat, a Democrat-slash-independent, and Carrie Lake. And in a three-way race with two Democrats and a Republican in a place like Arizona, everybody believes Carrie Lake's got a pretty good shot. So they write to Jeff DeWitt and they say, buy her off. And he tries and she says, not going to do it. No. 10 million, 20 million, 30, no, no, no. A billion, no. This is not about money. This is about our country. I think it's disturbing that they would even... That anybody would think this is... I, I, no, to be fair, even me, even me, I'll say this. I want a fresh face right now for the reason that I've never seen anyone, I can't think of a single person in a federal race who've lost, ran in and won. I can't think of it. If you can think of it, let me know. Okay, so he says, look, it's not just them. It's not just the folks back east. It's me too. I want a fresh face. Because I have never heard of anyone who lost and then won again, lost in a federal race and then came back and won again. Have you ever heard of one? Yeah, I have, Grover Cleveland. Clearly, Jeff DeWitt didn't study his history. So he's delivering a message to Carrie Lake, get out of this race. Whatever you want, you can have. Take a two-year pause. And she says, no. I am not going to let these people who hate our country tell me not to run. You go, girl. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. So what's going on? What is, uh, I'm assuming this is our friend. Uh, this is, this is, this is back east. This is back east. Hmm. What's east of Arizona? Well, a lot of things are east of Arizona. Pretty much everything except California is east of Arizona. But he's talking about Washington, D.C. 
and he's talking about Republicans in Washington, D.C. And I can only imagine that if he's talking about Republicans in Washington, D.C., he's talking about Mitch McConnell. Because Mitch McConnell holds the bag of gold that he funnels out to candidates across the country who are running for Senate. Mitch McConnell holds the keys to the kingdom. Mitch McConnell, who can barely hold his bladder, is holding the lives and the livelihoods of every single Republican uh, hostage because Mitch McConnell wants to retain that power for his long as Mitch McConnell can breathe, which I don't think is much longer, but he's still, he's still up and kicking. So this is, this is back East. This is back East is calling and telling you, you got to get out of the race. They, there are very powerful people that want to keep you out. Oh, they do. But they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a big way. They're willing to put their, they want to keep you out of the race, but they're willing to put their money where their mouth is in a very big way. They're trying to pay off Carrie Lake. They're trying to give her cash, uh, jobs, stock options, boards, whatever it is they need to, to get her to drop out of this race because they don't want anyone who loves America, who's fighting for America, who supports Donald Trump and who can win to be in a position to win. The ask of me was, it's kind of funny. So the, the ask I got today from back east was, is there any companies out there or something that could just put her on the payroll and give her to keep her out? And I said, well, what do you want them to do? Whatever we need to do. This is about defeating Trump. And I think that's a bad, bad thing for our country. So the guys in back east, they call up Jeff DeWitt and they say, look, there's a company. Isn't there a company? Don't we have somebody in our back pocket that just put her on the payroll? Give her a big fat pension and an office and a title and just feed her money every month for a couple of years just to keep her off the ballot. And so Jeff DeWitt goes, I'll check. Instead, this is the GOP chairman in Arizona. Instead of going, no, F you, she's running. No, F you, we're trying to save the country. No, you guys are the problem. And we're actually trying to defeat you. He goes, let me check. Let me ask around. Let me see. And I imagine I just have to, listen, I don't know this for sure. This next statement is purely conjecture on my part, but I have to believe that Jeff DeWitt said, I don't know, let me ask her, by the way, what's in it for me? Because Jeff DeWitt just kind of seems like the guy. He just seems like a what's in it for me kind of guy. The problem is he thinks Carrie Lake is a what's in it for me kind of girl. And she ain't. And what she said next that was caught on tape and leaked by the Daily Mail is one of the most shocking and dangerous and scary things I've ever heard. And I'll play it for you right after this. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Don't go anywhere. More Mark K Show is coming up next. This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. You know, Cat Turd, who appeared on TCN, the Tucker Carlson Network, uh, he said it bet, uh, best yesterday or the other day on the, uh, on the Tucker Carlson interview. I can't name... Five people in either party I trust. I just don't trust anybody anymore. And they don't they don't deserve our trust. The Republican Party, I mean, come on. They don't know how to fight. No, I know. The, they're over there talking about their principles, and they're arresting their political opponents. So you better yeah. get in the game. And we get the power of the gavel, and what do they do with it? Seriously. Nothing. nothing. I mean, this is how you fight. 
when you get the gavel, you do your own January 6th committee. But yeah, they didn't do that. And in fact, they're fighting with each other and they're trying to knock out the fight. They're trying to take the fighters out of the race. One of them is Carrie Lake and Jeff DeWitt. Uh, we've been playing this stuff that that leaked out. Here's the last little bit of this. Listen to Carrie Lake and Jeff DeWitt's talking about how things work in Washington and what Carrie Lake needs to do to survive. Listen to this. What well, you can't scratch their back. It's not for you. Yeah. You don't have anything to offer them. And they're sitting around people that have something to offer them. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's a, it's a back scratching club. That's all DC is. It's a big mm -hmm. back scratching club. It's a back scratching you're no, you're in no position to scratch anybody's back and you've already made it known that if you get there, you're not going to scratch anybody's back. I don't scratch people's back. You know, I was, I've been on the outs with a lot of people for a long time because I don't scratch backs. Mm -hmm. You know, where are we in two years if they steal the election again? Listen to what you're saying. Why don't we do something about it? So that we the people can pick our... What can we do? I'm not willing to accept that. Then I'm going to be the biggest pain in these people's... Go back and tell them that. I'm running, and I'm going to be the biggest pain in their... And I'm willing to tell them that. And they're going to have to kill me. To stop me. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, so he's saying it's a big back scratching club. You got nothing. You got absolutely nothing you can do or say that they want. You can't scratch their back because you're a nobody. And they have people there that can scratch their back. So they want you out of the race. And she says, you tell them if they want me out of this race, they're going to have to effing kill me. 855-940-MARK is our number. There's more, by the way. We uncovered more video from this guy, Jeff DeWitt. Oh, and I got an email back from Cat Turd about my interview request. I'll read you what he said here in just a minute. 855-940, plus more of your phone calls as Whatever You Want Wednesday continues right after this. Don't go anywhere. We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Thank you so much for joining us today, folks. So excited that you're here, and we appreciate everyone calling in for whatever you want Wednesday. I should point out that I heard back from Cat Turd. Cat Turd, who was a very, very influential and famous political consultant and uh, commentator on X, uh, has his own podcast as well, and uh, recently was featured by Tucker Carlson on his TCN show in Maine, which skyrocketed him further into the uh, into the stratosphere of superstardom. So I wrote, I've been writing him. You're trying to get him on the show for a while. Back in back in uh, August, let's see. Back in August, I said, Hey, would you like to come on the show? He said, mm, Busy. How about mid September? So in mid September, I wrote him back and said, Hey, it's mid September. What do you think? And I never heard back from him. Yesterday, I or I'm sorry, this morning, I wrote him and I said, Hey, look, I loved your interview on Tucker Carlson. Will you come on my show, the Mark K show? I can guarantee you at least 0.003% of the views you got on Tucker's show. Let me know. And I thought, you know, honesty is, they always say honesty is the best policy. Although now that I think about it, I think I miscalculated because he got something like 12 million views on Tucker. I don't think, I don't even think I could get him 0.003% of 12 million, but we, it doesn't matter. It's neither here. After two zeros, I think it's all. Anyway, so I wrote him that this morning, and at 1.28 p.m. today, Eastern Time, he answered me back finally, and he wrote L-O-L.
It's not a no, folks. It's not a we're gonna get him. We're gonna it's a race. Ron DeSantis or Cat Turd. Who will we get on the show first? 855. Not, I'll be honest with you. I think Cat Turd's more popular these days. 855-94 Mark is our number. All right, let's get back to uh, Jeff DeWitt and then back to the phone. So Jeff DeWitt, we just played, we just played you the clip. He said you gotta scratch people's backs. He gotta, you know, Carrie Lake, you gotta get off this ballot. The people all back east, they want you off the ballot. So do I. I want a fresh face right now. For the reason that I've never seen anyone, I can't think of a single person in a federal race who's lost, ran into one. Yeah, and they want you to, they want me to know what's the number? What's the number, Carrie Lake? What can we all come together and agree to pay you to get you to drop out of this Senate race? Now, that was Jeff DeWitt talking to Carrie Lake, and that was leaked audio of him trying to bribe her off of the ballot. Here he is on Newsmax uh, a couple days before. Listen to the, this is him talking about Donald Trump and the initiative in Arizona to keep Donald Trump off the ballot. The new, the new tactic is just keep him off the ballot. To not even want voters to get the choice uh, is so horrible. So again, you know, I, I know President Trump well. I've known him for a long time. He is a true patriot who loves this country and has given so much. And he's, that's why he's widely popular and the front runner to get back into the White House. Okay, so he's saying to keep to keep Donald Trump off the ballot, to not even give people a choice. The new the new tactic is just keep him off the ballot. To not even want voters to get the choice uh, is so horrible. And to not even want voters to get the choice as to who they want representing them is so horrible. But yet here's this here's the same guy telling Carrie Lake, you know, we could find some money for you. I am not going to let these people who hate our country. Tell me not to run. You should call them and tell them to get behind me. So what's going on? What is... Uh yeah, these folks back east are offering her, offering her a lot of money to get out of the race. And Jeff DeWitt's like, look, they're I want you out of the race too. Whatever happened to what you said about Donald Trump? Whatever happened to to not even give the voters a choice is just, is just terrible. It's horrible. I can't name... Five people in either party I trust. I just don't trust anybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275 is our number. We go back to the phones for whatever you want Wednesday. And we have here Xavier in Oklahoma. Hello, Xavier. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Oh, doing great. Xavier, what's in your mind, sir? What do you want to say? Oh, uh, it's more of a what if. I just want to get your take on it. I think it'd be good for America. What if Trump took a Democrat as his running mate, Tulsi Gabbard, Joe Manchin, uh, or uh, Dean Phillips, something like that? Figured that'd be good for the country. I just want to get your take on it. You think uh, you think Donald Trump choosing a Democrat as his running mate would be good for the country? Yes. How I'm. Uh, how, now, what, I'm not a, what makes you think I'm just curious Xavier what makes you think that a Democrat as vice president would be good for the country well I think it would help unite us you know uh, show that Republicans for first off can be a little bit more uh, oh I don't know the word together more together uh, now, I don't like I don't like Democrats. I'm a conservative, most conservative person you'll probably ever meet. Mm. But I just figure it would be good for um, the unity of this country. I just wanted to get your take on it. 
Uh, I don't like or trust Democrats, and I definitely wouldn't want one a, a heartbeat away from the presidency, because if you ever had a reason to do anything totally devilish, detrimental, and dastardly to Donald Trump, like take his life in an assassination attempt, the, the, uh, the only excuse they would need is to know that a Democrat would step right into the White House. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Well. I think, that I'll, Xavier, I'm sure you're a lovely individual. I think it's the worst idea I've ever heard in my entire life, and I've heard some pretty bad ideas. The, I mean, when they talk about Nikki Haley being Donald Trump's running mate and that being a bad decision because, let's face it, she's basically a Democrat at this point. Nikki Hillary, if she were vice president, Donald Trump's life would be over. It would end. Somebody would end it the minute he took his hand off of the Bible because the Democrat elite establishment in Washington, D.C. and the Republican elite establishment, the two of them together would do whatever they could to get somebody they know they can control like Nikki Haley in the office. And if it were a Democrat, forget about it. Forget about it. There, there is no. There are some really bad Republicans out there, but any Republican is better than any Democrat, including Mitt Romney. And that, and Tulsi Gabbard's a lovely individual. If she wants to be a Republican, be a Republican. Uh, you know, Joe Manchin is a dem. I mean, Joe Manchin is really basically what a Democrat's supposed to be. Not one of these left wing socialists, but like Donald Trump. The all what really Donald Trump? If Donald Trump really wanted to make sure that there were no threats against his life, if he really wanted to make sure that he was going to be in power for four years, if he really wanted to solidify his position and make his life easier, the thing he really should do is pick like the most extreme right-wing person you could think of, Alex Jones. Alex, that's who he should pick. He should pick Alex Jones as his running mate because then nobody, nobody would touch Donald Trump. Not a, not a Republican, not a Democrat, not a foreign power. They would keep Donald Trump in power because the last thing they want would be Alex Jones getting the nuclear codes. Uh, but, and I think so, but again, I, I could be wrong. 855-940-MARK is our number. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-940-6275. This is Carlos in Jacksonville. Hey, Carlos, how you doing? Doing well, man. Love your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that, Carlos. I appreciate it very much. Got a random question for you here. Uh, not that I believe it's going to happen, mm. but on the off chance, should uh, President Trump be convicted? Does that mean his uh, Secret Service detail is going to have to do time as well? If, <laughs> if Donald Trump's convicted because he does get Secret Service uh, protection for the rest of his life, do, do they have to go to prison as well? It's a question that's come up, actually, which is really weird. But um, yeah, it's a question that people have had to thought of, think of. And I believe the I believe the the current line of thinking or the current, you know, analyses is that if Donald Trump for some reason is convicted somewhere and for some reason gets sentenced to some kind of time, it would be, no matter what, some kind of house arrest. And that he would have his Secret Service protection and he would have, you know, an ankle bracelet or whatever. But I really don't think that's something that we need to. We need to worry ourselves about 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. This is Will in South Carolina. What's up, Will? How's it going? Good. How are you? Oh, doing great. Will, what's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say this whatever you want Wednesday? Um, I think one thing that would be a great idea for Trump is Vivek Ramaswamy as a vice president because Vivek knows how to reach the younger voting audience. You think a great thing for Donald Trump would be Vivek Ramaswamy as vice president because Vivek knows how to reach the younger audience? Yes. Because he does like TikTok dances and stuff. 
Not dances, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, look, I mean, Vivek Ramaswamy has done a great job with outreach to the younger. How old are you, Will? I'm 14. You're 14. Oh, you're 14. Okay, so you can't vote anyway. But if you were 18 and Vivek Ramaswamy were vice president on uh, the ticket, who would you vote for? Uh, Trump. Okay, good. What if he weren't uh, on the ticket? Who would you vote for? Still Trump. Okay, all right, there you go. Um, Look, Vivek is exactly, I think, what the party needs in that respect. And clearly... He keeps popping up on stage with Donald Trump. In fact, yesterday at the uh, at the post New Hampshire primary speech that was being given by Donald Trump, he really kind of solidified in my mind my prediction from a couple days ago that Tim Scott's the vice presidential pick because standing right there next to him on stage, Senator Tim Scott. And Senator Tim Scott has been right next to Donald Trump pretty much since he landed in New Hampshire on Friday. We need Donald Trump! And then right behind Tim Scott, kind of jumping up in the background, was like, I'm here too, I'm here too, was uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. And you could see, luckily he's got that big hair. Lucky he's got that big, uh, that big hair because you can see him, you can see him behind everybody. But he came up and he was, you know, he got to give a little speech as well. If you want to seal the border, vote Trump. If you want to restore law and order in this country, vote Trump. And I think what you're starting to see is Donald Trump putting together his team. He's looking out there. He's looking for the conservatives. He's looking for the MAGA Republicans. He's looking for the people that the people like. And he's going to put them together in some kind of capacity. People that he believes he can trust. Tim Scott is a great guy. You can trust him. He's not going to stab you in the back. He's not going to do anything to usurp your power. He's going to hang out in the background. He's going to, he's engaged now. So he's going to have a girlfriend to bring to the inaugural ball, which is fantastic, or a fiance rather. And I'll be honest with you. I would imagine they're going to have some kind of whirlwind summer wedding because, man, wouldn't Tim Scott and his girlfriend or fiance Mindy getting married, wouldn't that just be a great way to unite the country? Wouldn't that just be a great visual? Have Donald Trump there, uh, you know, maybe maybe walking the bride down the aisle or, or you know, you could, I, mean, I could just see it. I mean, you could really see this now. I could really see this coming together. You have a lovely beach wedding in, uh, where where are they? In South Carolina, right? And all of a sudden, everyone's out there in the summertime and Tim Scott is waiting there and he's waiting there patiently and he's standing and he's, and he's, and all of a sudden you see at the back of the uh, audience or the back of the room, you see the bride and she's in her lovely white dress and she's beautiful and glistening and she's got a tiara and she's holding a bouquet and arm in arm, there's President Donald Trump smiling and waving and walking her down the aisle and they get they get right up to the podium and all of a sudden, uh, Donald Trump looks at Tim Scott, shakes his hand, the bride kisses him on the cheek, he kisses her and he waves to the crowd and everyone starts going, USA, USA, USA. And then Tim Scott and his bride-to-be uh, stand there. And all of a sudden, here comes Pastor Vivek Ramaswamy. And, and he launches into his, we are gathered here today to vote for Donald Trump. Pardon me, uh, to join this man and woman in holy matrimony. Can I get an amen? I mean, it was really, I think that would be, that would definitely be a spectacle and a sight to see. And Vivek Ramaswamy 100% will be in the cabinet. Or he'll be press secretary. Which, by the way, press secretary, not a cabinet position. People get that confused. But I think Vivek Ramaswamy is press secretary. That would be, that would make press conferences great again. I mean, you want to talk about an upgrade. You want to talk about going from... What's a car company that doesn't advertise on the show? So, you know what? I should, you want to, I'll just keep it. You want to talk about going from a 1985 Datsun to 
a Rolls Royce or a Bentley, that is Corinne Jean-Pierre to Vivek Ramaswamy in the role of press secretary of the United States. I think it would be fantastic. I don't know what he's going to do, but I know he's going to do something because every time you turn on the TV, it's Donald Trump, it's Tim Scott, it's Vivek Ramaswamy, and then off to the side, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who I guess is just waiting to see what's left over. We need Donald Trump! Maybe, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene's hoping she'll be press secretary, or I'm not press secretary, uh, secretary of state or, or something like that. We need Donald Trump! Or maybe, maybe she could get a position like, um, I don't know, what's another good one? Oh, defense secretary. I'd love to see that. I would love it. Could you imagine Marjorie Taylor Greene? The first thing, the first thing she'd want to do is uh is she'd want to bomb Lauren Boebert. 855-940 Marks. Listen, we got to take a quick break, folks. We got tons more time, tons more calls, tons more whatever you want Wednesday still to come. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. All right. Uh, oh, uh, hello? Oh, there we go. Yay. Sorry. Sorry, folks. You know, the feds are messing with us. We get a little. We got a little, uh, we got a little messing with from uh, the various different. Can we pull that down now, or is that? I still hear. Oh, I still hear me. You don't hear the music, really? Oh, I hear. I hear lots of really annoying music. Okay, all right, all right. Well, that's. I guess it's ending. Anyway, what was it like? I said we have some. We have some phantom rock music in the background. Eight five five nine four zero. Mark is our number. Eight five five nine four zero six two seven five. It is whatever you want Wednesday, folks. And we have a bunch of people online that want it. That's what we do on Wednesday. We just let you talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. This is uh, James in Dayton, Ohio. Hi, James. How are you? Mark K for three hours a day. Whoop. That was very good. That was very, very good. Until your phone, uh, you, you need the crap out a little bit. I think you were too loud. Anyway, James, what's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say? I just wanted to drop a few names for vice president that nobody's mentioned or talked about and uh, get your thoughts. All and right. Then I'll, uh, hang up. Yeah. Um, Josh Hawley and uh, Chip Roy. Who, uh, who was the first the one? Clay Higgins. Clay Josh Higgins. Hawley yeah. And Chip Roy. Uh, they're all too white. <laughs> all too white yeah all of them jo especially josh holly oh. that's the only he's whiter than i am uh, he'd be a great choice though hey thanks so much thanks so much for calling listen we got uh, we got the engineers in here looking at our technical difficulties we're going to take another quick break uh we still have plenty more time for your phone call don't go anywhere folks we will be right back We're entertaining meets informative. This show makes the listener feel like it's my show. You make bad news sound good. Mark K for three hours a day. Loving it! This is the Mark K Show. 855-940-MARK. That's the number if you want to get through. And we've still got some time. I should really, I just saw breaking news. Uh, Jeff DeWitt moments ago, the guy we were just talking about, the guy who was on that recording uh, with Carrie Lake bribing her to drop out of the race because of the people back east. He's resigning. He's resigned. He's uh, released a statement in Phoenix, Arizona, in light of the recent revelation that Carrie Lake has released a selectively edited audio recording of our private conversation. I must clearly address this deceptive tactic. The recording from over 10 months ago is not only taken out of context, but also undermines the integrity of private discussions critical for party leadership. Lake has a massive megaphone that I cannot compete with. 
I am just a business and financial guy that got recruited into this unpaid role that demands the amount of time of roughly two full-time jobs. Um, this morning, I was determined to fight for my position. However, a few hours ago, I received an ultimatum from Lake's team. Resign today or face the release of a new, more damaging recording. I am truly unsure of its contents, but considering our numerous past open conversations as friends, I've decided not to take the risk. I am resigning as Lake requested in the hope that she will honor her commitment to cease her attacks, allowing me to return to the business sector, a field I find much more logical and prefer over politics. So there you go. I'm a little bummed. I'm going to be honest with you, because if there were much more damaging tapes than that one, I, for one, would have loved to have heard them. Uh, but apparently, Carrie Lake wanted this guy gone, and now he's getting gone. She also uh, she also mentioned that she also mentioned that uh, she's going to be appearing live on Rumble today to answer questions about this whole bribery scandal. So if you have questions or if you're interested, then. Um, what you want to do is you want to tune into her show on Rumble, 8 o'clock today. That's where she's going to be. That's where she's going to be answering them. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. This is Bobby in Ohio. Hello, Bobby. How are you? Thank you so much for calling. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say? Hey, man. I, I just That's the first time I've ever got to listen to you. I'm going through Ohio. I'm originally from Texas. But yeah. you explained why Joe Biden picked Kamala Harris as his running mate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> yeah. They, we had a guy call you know, in, I, we had a guy call in and say, Hey, why doesn't Trump pick a Democrat? And I told him why. And you're exactly right. That's the same reason Joe Biden picked Kamala. See, I, I really thought like he did, you know, I, I'm telling you, you know, this, but Republicans are just as bad as Democrats. So whoever he picks is not going to be any better, but you're right. And that made that point you made is, yeah, I mean, it's right on spot. Well, Bobby, listen, we appreciate you calling in, and definitely thanks so much for tuning in. I'm glad you were able to catch the show and drive safely, man. 855-940-MARK is our number, 855-940-6275. This is uh, Vance in Jacksonville, Florida. Hey, Vance, how are you? Fine. How you doing, Mark? Oh, doing great, Van. What's on your mind, sir? I'm trying to find out why they fired Tucker Carlson. Was it because he's too pro-American, too pro Donald Trump. You know, it's a no one really 100% knows for sure, except for Tucker Carlson and the folks that fired him. But the speculation, there was a major lawsuit between Fox News and a company that uh, they believe Tucker Carlson targeted after January 6th and after the election. And uh, they settled for something ridiculous, like $750 million. Fox News had to pay oh. out $750 million. Uh, not only that, but shortly afterward, Tucker Carlson was fired. So people have speculated that part of the settlement wasn't just a monetary payoff, but it included the firing of Tucker Carlson to which Fox agreed. Uh, the other thing that we've heard is that after they had to pay out $750 million, it may have been that they just thought, you know what, that it isn't even worth it anymore. Uh, we're going to get rid of Tucker Carlson and um, and move on. So that's basically that's basically what happened. Was you know Don Tucker Carlson was a a conservative. He definitely liked what Trump did. Was he a Trump supporter? We don't know for one hundred percent sure. I know they they disagreed on a couple of things, but um, I'll tell you this: after he left, 
he sure enough knew exactly uh, what Donald Trump had gone through. And, and you know, when you're when you have two people who've both been doxxed and canceled and and, you know, they, they've tried to keep you down and you're able to rise back up, you definitely you definitely get some kind of camaraderie. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-940-MARK is our number. This is David in Oklahoma. Hi, David. How are you? I'm doing good, Mark. Hey, if Trump reached out to Mike Pompeo, do you think he would come back for a second uh, gig as Secretary of State? Mike Pompeo? Yeah. Would we want Mike Pompeo back as the first, second round of Secretary of State? I thought he did a pretty good job first mm -hmm. time, but... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I know he threatened to run for president for a while. I know that he never did. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, who knows? The thing, here's the thing about the second term and why it'll be better than the first. Donald Trump learned very quickly, still, still not quickly enough. He learned very quickly that uh, Washington people are not like other people and that the people you think you can trust, you can't necessarily trust. And that when it comes down yeah. to D.C., there are, there are people you want to put in positions of power that you think are going to be on their side, but they're still running scared because after you're gone, they want a career in politics. And one of those yeah. was, you know, uh, one of those was... Um, uh, what's his name from Alabama? Jeff Sessions, who he thought right. would be thought would be a great attorney general until he recused himself and set in motion the entire Mueller investigation and the impeachment. So that was a big bust. I think this time around, what you're going to see is Donald Trump really, really, really taking time, like really taking. He's probably spent the last four years vetting it out. He's probably spent the last four years interviewing people, talking to people, figuring out who he can trust, who's going to help him, who's going to just be using him to benefit themselves. I really believe that he's going to have a crew, an organized group of individuals who have nothing but his agenda in mind and are willing to do whatever it takes to work toward it. And you're going to see less turnover. And you're going to see less, quote unquote, chaos. And you're going to see more done faster than you've ever seen anyone do anything in, in the uh, history of this country. That's my belief. 855-940-MARK uh, is our number. This is Ken, uh, Ken in Oklahoma. Hi, Ken. How are you? I'm doing great, Mark. How are you doing today? Doing great. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say, Ken? Well, uh, three things. First thing is, is y'all got y'all got it all messed up on John Carl Pierre or whatever her name is. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. 855-940-MARK is our number. This is uh, this is John. Uh, John, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What's going on? Great, Mark. Thank you. Uh, first, I want to concur with another caller, earlier caller, and they said uh, you were a great replacement for Rush, and you really are. Well, I, I appreciate it. Uh, no, I was leery at first, but, man, you... You swung for the bleachers and hits uh, hitting grand slams. Well, John, thank but, you uh, so much. I, I definitely appreciate you calling. That is uh, that is high yeah. praise for sure. Yeah. Well, now I'm gonna bust you for for, oh. <laughs> for okay. dissing for dissing. Uh, the other uh, caller mentioned uh, Tulsi Gabbard. You know, she's not in the Democrat Party anymore. Now I'm I'm like you. I don't want a Democrat as a vice president, but I will take a repentant Democrat because uh, she obviously loves the country. Uh, she and that phone call that you got recorded with Carrie Lake and that other guy, mm. you don't want anybody else in the republic. In my opinion, you don't want anybody who's been around the Republican establishment too long uh, to be in there. And I think she would she would work politically. In my opinion, I think she worked wonderfully 
in the general election. But anyway, that's my personal opinion, which I highly respect. Oh, no, I Y'all have a good day. Oh, you too, John. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I mean, look, the problem is you can't have a non-Republican as vice president when you're Donald Trump because anyone, anyone would be preferable to Donald Trump. And I believe Tulsi Gabbard fits that bill. Uh, plus, when you're Donald Trump, you're trying to set up your legacy to continue after you're gone. You got four more years. That's it. You don't get a third term. You've got four years, and after four years, you've got to move forward. And so what we've, uh, what we've started to see, what we've established is that Donald Trump is using this next four years, I believe, to set up the next eight years. And I just don't see, I don't see any non-Republican as a, as a, I know people like Tulsi Gabbard. I think her politics are great. I know that, uh, you know, I know that she's, she's got that cool Hawaiian laid back beach attitude about her. I know that she kind of abandoned the, the Democrat party, but she hasn't embraced conservatism. She hasn't come, uh, embraced anything at all that would, uh, that would allow me to believe that she would be loyal to somebody like Donald Trump if they, if they were elected, 855-940-MARK is our number. Brandon is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I'm good, Mark. How are you? Oh, great. What do you want to say, sir? I was curious what your thoughts were on if if Trump didn't even have to pick a vice presidential nominee. I don't know. That position seems like such a, um, I don't know, it's fluff. I know it's necessary. I don't really know what they do. I mean, you have to, you have to listen, here's the thing. If you don't pick a running mate, then there has to be a vice president. It's in the constitution. So if you don't pick a running mate, I guess you leave it up to Congress to vote to pick one for you. Because for example, let's say Joe Biden has to step down or he falls down or they push him down or Joe Biden's gone and Kamala Harris becomes the president of the United States. I know it's a, I know people just, their blood just ran cold. Um, but if that happens, the, there's gotta be a vice president and it's up to, it's up to Congress and uh, you know, the Senate to, to vet and to confirm whoever the choice is. And you don't, you don't want that. You want the president and the people to be able to pick um, so I don't think he's not going to, I don't think he's going to run without a running mate. Now he did say earlier, he doesn't, he doesn't think it matters who the running mate is because a, he plans to run and serve for four years and B, he plans to win of his own accord and his own agenda. And I guess he just wants a running mate. That's not going to turn anybody off. 855-940-MARK is our number. This is Nate in California. How you doing, Nate? Hey, good. Talk to you, Mark. Long time. First time. Well, thank you. Thank you. What's on your mind? This whatever you want Wednesday, Nate, what did you want to say, sir? Well, I got an October surprise that I think should happen, but I know will never happen. What is that? What if uh, Trump announced in October that he was bailing out of the race and putting his full support behind Vivek based off of the fact that Vivek promised to make Trump his VP? <laughs> I mean, so you know, Trump's not going to you know, Trump's not going to be a VP. So you'd essentially have two presidents at the same time. Yeah, which I think our our country could use that right about now. That is like co-presidents. You know, that didn't work in the office when Michael and Jim tried to be co-managers. I don't think it's going to work. I don't think it's going to work. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate it. 855-940-MARK is our number. Eric is in Edgewater, Florida. Hello, Eric. How are you? It's a great day to be a K-Trade, Mark. Amen. Amen. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say this whatever you want Wednesday? Maybe you would know a little bit about this yourself, but while I was listening to... Uh, some of the vlogs uh, yesterday, they said that, and they're not talking about it, so it makes me believe that Donald Trump won the Democrat write-in candidate, because there was a candidate that got over 70% of the write-in vote, and two of them said it was Donald Trump, and Fox News just says, oh, a write-in candidate. What do you know about it, sir? Uh, you're saying a write-in candidate? 
got the Democrat primary was Donald Trump. Right. He won the Democrat primary in New Hampshire last night. And nobody's saying the name of who this person was. So I could believe it because they don't want to say Trump won the Democrat primary. What a, I, what a travesty that would be. I mean, all I heard was that Joe Biden won it with the write-ins. Biden wins New Hampshire primary after Democrats write him on the ballot. I hadn't heard anything about anybody else. Uh, they're claiming Joe Biden has 55% of the vote as a write-in. Uh, Dean Phillips had 20% of the vote on the ballot. Unprocessed write-ins were 10.8%. Other write-ins were six. So you've got a total number of about, looks like 18% write-in votes, which means Marianne Williamson got less than the write-in votes uh, that were tabulated. So I, don't, I mean, I hadn't heard anything else about about that, but I don't imagine I don't imagine they would count right in votes for Donald Trump if they were Democrats. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it, Eric. Eight five five nine Royal Mark is our number. Listen, we got to take a quick break. We will uh, we will try to squeeze in as many more of your phone calls as we possibly can. Whatever you want, Wednesday continues right after. Don't go anywhere, folks. Stay right where you are. We'll be right back. Mark is our number. 855-940-6275. All right, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to squeeze in as many more of these people as we possibly can. This is Michael from Fleming Island. Hi, Michael. How are you? Hey Mark, happy good to see you. Talk, oh. talk to you. Yeah, no, you don't see me, but you hear me, but that's okay. But it feels you know what feels like as if you can if you can close your eyes and imagine I'm right there with you, that's all that's all that matters to me. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say? Well, you're talking about the importance of picking a good vice president. I, I present you Ronald Reagan, who is one of the greatest presidents our country has ever had. But he picked George H. Bush because he was a moderate to court the moderates. And we had great eight great years of Reagan. But then H. Bush came into office and four years of him, we got eight years of uh, the Clintons. So it's, you know, I just think it's you want to pick a vice president that's going to be able to secede your vision and your policies, et cetera. Yeah, I agree. I know. Ronald, here's the thing with Ronald Reagan. Ronald, Ronald Reagan was such a dominant force by the time he ran for president, much like Joe, uh, much like Donald Trump. It didn't matter who he picked for vice president. And Donald Trump made the same. He said the other day to Fox News, look, it's not doesn't even matter, but I'm going to pick somebody good. But it doesn't matter. People are voting for me. And, and it's a great point. Nobody voted for George Herbert Walker Bush. And when he did become president, you're right. He lost his grip on the country. He couldn't appease everybody the way he wanted to. And they lost to Bill Clinton, who incidentally chose Al Gore, another moderate from tennis. As he chose a Southern moderate Democrat that he thought could appeal to, to, uh, to conservatives. And we'll look what happened eight years later. He wasn't able to become president. And we got George W., who chose Dick Cheney, who didn't even try to be president because he knew he wasn't going to get elected. So the vice, I think the vice presidential race, while it's fun to pick and while it's fun to, you know, to try and figure it out and decide who's going to get it. Uh, I think Donald Trump's right. It doesn't matter. I mean, look at Mike Pence. Nobody thought about Mike Pence until January 6th. Half the people probably couldn't even tell you who vice president was until January 6th. 855-940-MARK is our number. Steve is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Steve. How are you? Not bad at all. How you doing today, Mark? Great, Steve. Happy whatever you want Wednesday. What'd you want to say, sir? Hey, I just uh, had an idea for vice president, Elon Musk. That would make liberal heads explode. Elon Musk. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. The, Probably uh, the problem is Elon Musk was born in uh, South Africa. Uh, yeah, he 
was. He can't be in there, can yeah, he? Yeah, he can't be. <laughs> he cannot, not yet. Not until Donald Trump changes the rules. Hey, thanks so much for calling me. That's a, Elon Musk and I have a lot in common. Uh, we're both, you know, foreign born. Neither one of us could be vice president. Uh, we're both, you both, we've both been described as geniuses. Um, he's slightly wealthier than I am. 855-940-MARK is our number. 855-940-6275. Terry in Middleburg. How are you, Terry? What's going on, Mark? Hey, hey Terry. Brother. How you doing, man? Good to talk to you. What's on your mind, sir? What do you want to say this? Whatever you want Wednesday. Hey, everybody's rolling on that uh, vice president. I was thinking about what does Trump pick one of his kids? Pick one you of his kids? Would, uh, like well, Eric or Don yeah, Jr.? Yeah, or even uh, his daughter. I can't remember her name. Ivanka is her name. There you go. Oh, wait. Or Tiffany Trump would be here. She's got, he's got two daughters. Tiffany Trump oh, would be great. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. How that, would, that would be nuts, wouldn't it? She may be a little young. I'll tell you what. The people would definitely, if it were a Trump-Trump 2024 ticket, uh, I, that'd be, you know, I think a lot of people would probably have a problem with that. Although it's fine for personal injury law firms, apparently. I mean, you got the biggest, Morgan & Morgan is the per, largest per, uh, personal injury law firm in the country. Harrell & Harrell, Farrah & Farrah. Trump and Trump, it just had, you know what, it kind of has a nice ring to it. Uh, eight five, listen, we're just going to have to wait and see, folks. 855-940-MARK is our number. Uh, but it's like Joe Biden says. It's like, just remember the immortal words of Joe Biden who said, Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Listen, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. I think, uh, oh, Hannah's back tomorrow. That'll be exciting. We'll chat, chat uh, with her tomorrow, noon Eastern, 11 Central. Join us, won't you? You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.